Gets it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Marcel with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend and want to wish everyone a very happy Martin Luther King's birthday. Uh, if you're off, enjoy the day off. Islanders have their home opener today, and we'll have all the details previewing that game, plus a look back at a very difficult game Saturday at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. Don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So, the Islanders, you know, this wasn't the prettiest weekend, needless to say, for the New York Islanders. And all the talk is about Ilya Sorokin. We're going to discuss what happened in this game And I'm going to tell you why it is way, way, way too soon to panic uh, about the less-than-stellar performance of Ilya Sorokin on Saturday, and we'll see what happens going forward. But to me, uh, it's important that the Islanders show some more confidence in Sorokin. If there's something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, maybe there's a topic you'd like us to discuss please feel free to send us an email. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave us your name and where you're from, like uh, John from Massapequa, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that happens to be on your mind. We will also, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. My handle is Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, so as well as the Islanders played in the season opener on Thursday in their 4 to nothing win over the Rangers, they played just as poorly on Saturday in their 5 nothing loss to the New York Rangers. And... Look, this game got off to a bad start before the puck was even dropped. In warm-ups, Simeon Varlamov, who was scheduled to get his second consecutive start, uh, Cal Clutterbuck took a shot in warm-ups that was high, ended up hitting uh, Varlamov apparently in the jaw, and that's what the uh, prognosis is, and all of a sudden you know, Varlamov can't play. So with 20 minutes notice, rookie Ilya Sorokin is called on to make his NHL debut. And look, needless to say, it did not go swimmingly for Sorokin. And at the end of the day, Sorokin 
made 27 saves, gave up five goals. That's a very mediocre 844 save percentage. And the Islanders end up losing, as I said, 5 nothing. Now, couple of things. First of all, obviously for Sorokin, put in a difficult spot psychologically. Uh, you know, most players are nervous enough making their NHL debut. Now you've got a rookie playing his first game with no time to mentally really prepare himself. Now look, sometimes that works out well, sometimes it doesn't, uh, but in this case, Sorokin clearly not you know, not responding the way the Islanders and their fans would have preferred. And I would say on two of the five goals uh, in this game, Sorokin sort of took a bad angle or sort of lost track of where he was in the net. And again, part of that may have to do with the different angles, the narrower rink in the NHL as compared to the KHL and international you know, wider rinks that he's used to playing on. But overall, you know, again, not a great performance. But look, first of all, again, one game doth not a career make. And we're going to see a lot more of the White Whale, Sorokin's nickname, before all is said and done. The other thing is this. Uh, four of the five goals that the Islanders allowed in this game came off giveaways and turnovers. And more than anything, that, I think, was what you took away from this game, that the Islanders committed so many turnovers and it, it just set up so many of these goals that were scored by the Rangers that Sorokin, you know, I, I'm not going to say he was blame-free, but at the same time, he clearly, clearly uh, is not necessarily to blame. I mean, both goals by Mika Zibanejad, you know, Dobson turned one over, uh, excuse me, by B Bushnevich, you know, Dobson turned one over, another one you had a shot uh, by Mayfield that was intercepted by uh, Brendan Smith, he finds Panarin with the long pass, and boom. Um, you know, Mayfield on one goal gets tied up with the linesman when going into the, against the boards to try to get the puck. There was a turnover, the result is a three-on-one, and then, you know, Sorokin couldn't stop the shot by Kako. But, you know, Barry Trotz, the four goals are all stuff that we did. Turnovers, bad plays, poor execution, we were junk today. And you know what? Uh, if that's what he's saying, he is absolutely right. And Trotz, you know, one of the worst managed games by our group in terms of our whole game, Trotz said afterwards. And, you know, you can't take your foot off the gas after a spectacular showing in the season opener. And it was like a mirror image of this game, and some of the players who played so well in that first game, like Noah Dobson, he had an off game in, you know, Saturday, and again, when you have a young player, especially a young defenseman, there are going to be games when, like the season opener on Thursday, where Dobson was on top of his game, and showed you the potential 
he has as an NHL player. And then there are going to be games like Saturday, where you remember that this kid is 20 years old. He has, what, 37, 38 games of NHL experience under his belt uh, and one playoff game last year, and that he's going to have nights when he makes mistakes and doesn't get the job done. Uh, I think that, you know, we're going to see some changes in this lineup moving forward. But overall, there were still some bright spots in this game, but the Islanders did not really do a good enough job. They, they, You can say Sorokin wasn't great, but you can't say he was the reason that the Islanders lost, and, and they really hung him out to dry. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We'll talk about some of the changes we may expect uh, in the lineup and talk about a couple of things the Islanders actually did well, and there aren't many, uh, on Saturday. Plus, we'll preview the Bruins game. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Isles fans, hockey is back. The Islanders are back on the ice, and you can take advantage of it by taking your hockey knowledge and betting on the games. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And remember, there's only one place that we trust and one place that has you covered, and that is betonline.ag. NFL playoffs, the NFC and AFC championship games are coming up this week. You can place a bet on who's going to the Super Bowl, or you can place a bet on the Islanders game against the Bruins today. Lots of different choices. You can bet on parlays, angles, uh, season totals, goal totals for players, awards, who's going to score first. So many different options. Check it all out right now. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget, use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That means if you deposit $100, they'll add $50 into your account absolutely free. So don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with a review of the Islanders game against the Boston Bruins and a whole lot more. We'll have an injury update also on Simeon Varlamov. Does not look like he'll be able to play tomorrow, although we do not have final word on that. And it remains to be seen what the Islanders do as a result. Do they go back with Sorokin and show some confidence in him now and and give him a chance to play a game where he's going to know in advance that he is the man and he's going to play? Or do you go with Corey Schneider, the veteran, and, you know, hope that his experience uh, allows him to, you know, give you a good game, play a tough Bruins team, and then go with Sorokin at a later point? Or, hey, if Varlamov is healthy and able to go, then uh, all bets are off and you don't have to worry about any of this. So that situation is certainly still up in the air. Not a lot of things the Islanders did well on Saturday, and, you know, one of the things I always like to do in these games is to look at the shot chart, and so many quality scoring chances for the Rangers in this game. The Islanders, you know, two or three shots from what would be called the, you know, very dangerous areas or the the low slot or... What, what you know in between from from the circles in toward the goal 
Only three shots from inside the circle all game. You're not going to win a lot of hockey games only shooting from the outside and the perimeter and near the blue line. It just isn't a high percentage way to go about it. Now, one other thing that I did like about this game, and, and again, there weren't too many things, but the penalty kill has been there and really is getting the job done. And, you know... Yes, the uh, uh, Rangers did score one power play goal. It came in the third period. It was the final goal of the game. But overall, uh, you know, through two games, and it only has been two games, but the Islanders' penalty kill right now, uh, you know, 90.9% on the PK. They've only given up the one power play goal all season and you need that you need especially for a team like the Islanders that is going to have times where they struggle to score goals you need to have that PK available now uh, as far as the lineup is concerned they didn't make any changes between Thursday's game and Saturday's game I think we will see some changes coming up uh, before today's game, and I'll talk about what some of those may very well be a little bit later on in the show, but the Islanders really do need to bounce back, and uh, the PK at least was something that the Islanders could point to as a positive in this contest. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, it's going to be the 42nd birthday today. A former Islanders winger Ruslan Fedotenko, and Fedotenko signed with the Islanders in 2007 as a free agent at the same time that uh, Bill Guerin joined the team, and this was right after Ryan Smith had left the Islanders, left a, uh, you know, sort of a gap, and, and the Islanders tried to sign Smith and couldn't do it. He went to Colorado instead. And so they ended up signing Guerin and Fedotenko, and those were their big additions that summer. Really only spent one year with the Islanders. That was 2007-2008. Played in 67 games, came through with 16 goals and 33 points that year. Uh, Originally came up with the Philadelphia Flyers, joined them in 2000-2001, then played for the Lightning, where he won a Stanley Cup. The Islanders, the Penguins, and the Rangers before finishing his NHL career with a brief second stint with the Philadelphia Flyers. Looking back at one of uh, Fedotenko's better games with the Isles, Valentine's Day, February 14, 2008, at the Air Canada Center in Toronto. Islanders and Maple Leafs, Rick DiPietro in goal for the Isles, Vesa Toscala in the nets for Toronto, and the Islanders get on the board first with Matt Sundin off for interference, Brian Berard with a power play goal in the first period, his fifth, Miro Chatan and Mike Comrie with the assist at 16-12, one nothing Islanders after one. Then, the Maple Leafs in the second period, they score twice in a minute and a half, Darcy Tucker is 10th from uh, Matt Stajan and Alex Steen, and then Matt Sundin is 24th, from Alexei Panikarovsky and Tomas Caberle, and it's 2-1 to one Maple Leafs. But the Islanders' power play 
responds. Brian McCabe off for hooking. Islanders cash in. Ruslan Fedotenko is 11th from Vasicek. Uh, Joseph Vasicek and Aaron Johnson at 1436. And then with Dominic Moore in the box, Mike Comrie gets his 17th on the power play. Miro Shatan and Brian Berard with the helpers. After 40 minutes, it's 3-2 Islanders. The Islanders add to their lead in the third period. Brian McCabe again off now for high sticking. Fedotenko, his second of the game, 12th of the year. Berard and Vasicek with the helpers at 429. But the Maple Leafs pull back to within a goal. A power play tally for stage in his 13th from Pavel Kabina and Thomas Caberle at 1016. The Islanders seemingly clinch the win with an empty net goal by defenseman Freddie Meyer, unassisted his first at 1908. But Panikarovsky scores with 19 seconds left. Jason Blake and Nick Antropov with the assist. The Islanders do hold on, and they end up winning this hockey game by a score of 5-4. to four. Two goals for Ruslan Fedotenko to pace the Islanders in this one. Brian Berard, a goal and two assists. Two-point games also for Mike Comrie, one goal, one assist, and two assists each for Miro Chetan and Joseph Vasicek. Rick DiPietro, 27 saves to earn the win. As far as shots on goal, Fedotenko, Andy Hilbert, and Trent Hunter each had four Islanders outshot in this one, 31. To 29. It was a close game all the way around, but two goals for our birthday boy, Ruslan Fedotenko, and the Islanders came out of Toronto with a 5-4 win. So again, happy 42nd birthday to Ruslan Fedotenko, affectionately nicknamed Tank, and uh, he was a solid, good two-way forward for the Islanders and a nice guy to interview, by the way, as well. Native of Ukraine, 42 today. And we wish him the very best. We've got more to talk about. We'll preview the Islanders game against the Bruins. Plus, we will talk about some possible lineup changes and what to expect today. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you have got to try a Built Bar. It is by far the best tasting protein bar ever. So many protein bars have a weird taste and a bad consistency. They're very hard to eat. This is not one of them. There are 18 amazing flavors, both with and without nuts. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they are great for the keto diet. Let's discuss the peanut butter flavor. 19 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So, heading into today's game, and it is an early evening start for the Martin Luther King birthday holiday. Uh, Looks like the Islanders will face uh, Tuka Rask in goal. The Bruins went with Yaroslav Halak, the ex-Islander, in their last game, which was Saturday afternoon, a 2-1 overtime loss against the New Jersey Devils. So, Boston who for this year is a division rival, right now 1-0-1 oh, 
on the young season. And I think, you know, there are the usual suspects that you have to worry about when you're facing the Boston Bruins. The top line, very, very dangerous. Patrice Bergeron uh, centering Brad Marchand and Jake DeBrusque. Uh, and then David Krejci centering that second line, Nick Ritchie and uh, Jack uh, Studnicka uh, on his wings. That's a solid second line. Charlie Coyle, the former Minnesota Wild pivot, is the center of the third line with Anders Bjork and Craig Smith on his wings. And then Sean Curley centers that fourth line. Trent Frederick and Chris Wagner are his wings. No more Zdeno Chara. He's gone. Jeremy Lousen and Charlie McAvoy, the top pairing on defense. Matt uh, Grelzik uh, with Brandon Carlo is the second pairing. And Jakob Zaborl and Kevin Miller are the third pairing. Most likely uh, in this game, uh, no David Pasternak and no Andre Kasse. Uh, Kasse day-to-day right now, but considered doubtful for this game on uh, Monday, and look, the Bruins still, even without Zdeno Chara, they're a solid defensive team, they are well coached, and they are, uh, you know, dangerous offensively, even if so far, after a couple of games, they haven't scored, you know, they have three goals right now, in two games. Now, the Islanders only have uh, four goals in two games, but again, very hard to to tell uh, after just a couple of games. What the Islanders really need to do is get at least a point in this one. Uh, don't want to get off to a slow start when the season is truncated like this one is. You want to make sure that you don't fall too far behind. It is going to be very tough to make up ground this season when every game is in the division. And, and, and you know, one of the things I always disliked, Saturday afternoon I was watching part of the game between the uh, Bruins and the Devils, wanted to check it out, preview the, you know, see the Bruins and, and what they look like going into the game. Well, you know, the one thing that Islander fans can't root for is for the game to go into overtime or a shootout because then there are three points distributed to division rivals, and that's exactly, unfortunately, what happened. But I I think this will be a low-scoring game, and the Islanders are going to have to be sharp defensively, which, unfortunately, as we know, they were not in their game against the Rangers on Saturday, and they've got to bounce back. To me, the third line is where we're most likely to see changes. Oliver Wallstrom may very well replace Kiefer Bellows or... Uh, Ross Johnston, who, you know, took a 10-minute misconduct, and and look, nobody had a great game, but I think we may very well see Leo Komarov or Oliver Wallstrom or, you know, some different combinations on that third line. I don't think you bench Noah Dobson, uh, and then the big question becomes goaltending. I think if Varlamov is ready to go, he'll go, but if he's not, tough decision. I would go back with Sorokin. Show a little confidence in the kid. He's going to be preparing, uh, you know, for this game. He'll be ready to go psychologically, and I think he'll need a chance to bounce back after that poor performance. So I would go with Sorokin, but tough decisions for Barry Trotz right now. And, uh, you know, how ready is Corey Schneider? How well does he know the system the Islanders want to play? 
how much, you know, he didn't get a full training camp in. So how ready is Schneider to play? That's a big question, and the Islanders have some question marks in goal heading into this contest, and that is never good when you're facing a team that is struggling offensively but has a lot of talent like the Boston Bruins. By the way, if you are looking for a league-wide perspective on the NHL, check out Locked On NHL for all the latest news from around the league. All 31 teams are covered, and uh, they do a great job of breaking it all down. So that's Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a full analysis of the game against Boston and a whole lot more as well. Enjoy your Martin Luther King Day holiday. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great one. And of course, let's go Islanders.